Welcome back to another episode of NFT Catcher Podcast. We'd like to remind everybody that nothing on the show is meant as financial advice, and to please do your own research. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Now the subject is NFT. They're known as non-fungible tokens, or NFT. NFTs are floating in popularity. This is a technology that will forever change the way people interact. So it is happening whether you understand it and like it or not. This phenomenon is you have now joined Jenny from the Blockchain and Michael Keane on the NFT Catcher Podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of NFT Catcher Podcast number 126. I'm here with two guests who I am really excited to chop it up with. We have Mark Lowe. You might know him as Marka. And we have Theo Canalopoulos. Did I get that right? Oh, man. Got it uh, I tried. I practiced. Let's go. I didn't even ask for what it was. I just got it. That's what's up. These guys are the founders of NFT Melbourne, Melbourne, and they had their conference last year, which was a huge success, sold out, and they're running it back this year. It's coming up, and and we're buddies, and you know, there's a long history with Mark and I, so we have a lot to talk about, but there's a lot going on. But what's up, guys? Welcome, welcome to the show. What's up, Mike? Nice Thanks to for having us, brother. Nice to finally be on this. It's yeah, it's I almost, know. It's, it's almost two years ago to the day that we met on you know Facebook and VV Group, eh? So wow, yeah, I think in two weeks. I think I've, in two weeks it'll be my two year anniversary buying my first. Of joining that group. Which oh, buying yeah. your, above buying your first VV. So I would have already. I think I would have already been in the group now sure yeah so it was a right around now yeah i was like hey what's this and mike was like hey we've got a group do you want to become a mod and i'm like i don't know what a mod uh, is but yeah sure <laughs> and, and so yeah we were just Love before it. we started recording we were reminiscing about those early days in, in vivi and um yeah that was my initial thing because i love 3d and going in there and the, and the vr was special and theo had mentioned nfts to me before and i'd heard about top shot but i'm not really a, a basketball fan and Missed the boat on the top shot, and then yeah, VP came along. Yeah, top world. shots, top shots. What Andy and I got into first, and then just a few days later, somebody told us about VV, and Andy's like a big comic book guy, so we were we were just in there, and like you said, we started this Facebook group just kind of for fun, and it like quickly blew up to you know a few thousand people. It was for a while the biggest VV group on there. You put together a VV website. Like we were like VV. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we were on clubhouse, like meeting the artists, interviewing the owner and all, you know, it's, it was a, that was a wild ride. Those were really fun times. Met some great people, you know, Claire and Sean, Ash, yeah. the whole crew. Yeah. And it's still, it's a fascinating project, isn't it? Like I know like every project is fun and stuff, but right. you know, they have dealt with, I mean, partnered with the biggest brands ex- in existence, right? So kudos to them for that. That's what they have. Yep, that's what they have going and, for them for sure. And, um, yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes again. And yeah, you know, I've sort of, I've you guys, the two of you, I remember giving you both not shit, but I was just didn't understand why you were paying so much gas. Or Gary V. Uh, that's open. right, Theo. <laughs> you were into Gary V too. You were you were a believer from the very beginning, right? He's my yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Doubt, That's yeah. what I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah. You both met him, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. You both met him. Theo's met him. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Mike's got his, his uh, what was it? Five minutes of fame with the. Yeah. We had two, two five minute interviews with him because I did the first one on the FaceTime and then asked him if we could interview him 
if, if he would come on the podcast and he said, I'll give you five minutes from the floor of VCon. So Jenny and I got to interview him in his suite, like under the stands uh, nice. for five minutes. And my next one's coming up in March. I get five minutes. Right. I got to figure, I got to figure out what to say it's this time. On, yeah. I don't know what to say this time. I don't know what to say. <laughs> but I got to figure that out. Mm. I got to figure that yeah, out. Yeah. See, that was my intro to hearing you guys and seeing you guys do it into Ethereum. So I was sort of slow into it, which really is quite silly because when I'd heard about Ethereum first in like, say, 16, 17, yeah. I bought a tiny amount, but I was like, I'm a coder, right? And I was like, hmm, it's code and it's crypto and it makes sense. And these smart contracts. And I remember just thinking, yeah, like this looks incredible. Bought a little bit in that crazy 17, right? 18, everyone, everyone bought stuff. And then it just went to zero almost. And then I just stopped looking. I'm like, why, why didn't I go with my gut instinct? And then obviously being a gamer and my wife being an artist and everything else, like NFTs would have been a no-brainer for me. But it took until yeah, like April, May, June, whenever it was, to get into the Ethereum NFTs. And and yep. it's been it's been nonstop since then. Absolutely. It's been wild. That's actually a really good point that like it's hard to the hardest thing for people to to get is the digital ownership. Like it's just a picture. You know what I mean? Like that's how people most people's mindset is. I think the younger generation is what's going to change that. The same thing probably with emails. Like when emails came out in the in the mid nineties, late nineties, I remember my aunts and my grandparents being like, I don't need an email. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but then just as things progress, like you're gonna have to own things digitally. You're gonna need a digital wallet. Exactly. For and, sure. Yeah. And you look at the young artists of today, some of them they don't do physical painting, right? For voters and stuff, it's digital. Yeah. It's digital yeah. painting. So like to buy that is the only way, but it's not just art, as we know, right? It's it's it, a lot of it is it's a key. It's a token. Buying that picture of an animal, whatever. Yeah, is one thing, but it's it's a gateway. It's a it's a portal into whatever you want to do with it. Right. So totally. Sorry, no, that's what cool. I was going to say. I was so heavy into trading cards that top shot didn't make sense to me. Yeah. I, I mean, I was so one eyed on the trading card thing. And then it was like, you know, removing all of the time to package, post, all of that um, from a consumer perspective. And then and then also from a creative perspective, the fact that they continue to generate revenue off the back of that. I mean, that's obviously a hot topic at the moment <laughs> on the secondary royalties, but um, yeah. that piece is a game changer. And then and then just the the ability to, you know, gamify the the collectibles is something that takes a while to click in. And I'm I've been in tech for as long as I can remember and been in music and sport and business for 20-something years, and, and it still took me a bit of time. So I'm very empathetic to the fact that we're going to need to, you know, see things that that are more focused on the benefit of how they how it's going to make something that people love better as opposed to ramming technology down their throat and saying, I promise you, Web3 is the way to go. It's not that. It's, mm-hmm. hey, you love collecting? Well, this is how collecting can be better for you and for the people that you're collecting. Yeah. And to be fair, that's that's Vivi, right? And that's their new rebrand. And that's all they've ever said, right? It's it's collecting. And it I've got, you know, a couple of hundred toys on my phone that if they're real life, it would kill me. Like I've got some little <laughs> Vivi or those friends cards and books there. And I get in trouble mm-hmm. for that. But yeah, they made collecting <laughs> quite easy, haven't they? And that's their thing. So yeah. And respect to them for that. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot to that. Like people you could when you collect toys at your house and cards, like you talk about Theo cards, shipping them, it's the worst. 
putting making sure they get there on time and keeping track everything like with nfts you're right you go into it and it's just you click a couple buttons the sale goes automatically you don't have to do anything it's done people still say like why would you collect that digital thing it doesn't exist but it's also like right why would you collect a card in the first place what does it yeah what does a little piece of paper right yeah exactly that would have had the same conversations in the 20s or 30s whenever baseball cards came out right so yeah yeah no totally um i heard about NBA top shot. It was like an advertisement or something. And I I remember thinking to myself, I heard about it like in late 2020. And I remember thinking, why would I ever want a digital trading card? Like that's the dumbest thing I ever heard of. And then, (laughs) and then like in February, Gary V puts out a video and says, yo, these digital, it's the thing to do. And I was like, oh yeah. So it like took somebody because I literally started buying immediately after he vouched for it. But like, I remember hearing about it before that and being like, that's so stupid. Like, I wish I would have had a little more foresight and like. Yeah. Love him or love him. He, everything I've heard out of Gary in terms of Web3 has been spot on, really. I yeah. He spoke about that um, pizza shop and you'd have the loyalty card and the pizzas would get really popular. But then you'd have you'd eat all the pizzas and then you'd be like, well, you don't want to just leave the loyalty card in your drawer, you know, so then yeah. you could sell the loyalty card. And I was like, it just makes sense. And then obviously his whole. 90% of projects would go to zero, which basically yep. been true, right? Or 95%. Yep. Like, yeah, he's, <laughs> love him or love him. I, I, I think he is pretty much on the ball with everything he said in terms of NFTs. Very true. Very true. Uh, even like V friends, honestly, is even two years later, there's not a lot of projects that were that like complex with the drop. You could pick the token you wanted. And it was like, I mean, it was That's a shit gem. Yeah. $400 gas on every token. But like, yeah, the Dutch auction gone reverse, all the different levels, all the different prices, like you pick your token. Nobody's really done anything quite like that. You know, nameless put that together. Mm. The tech side of it, Jimmy.eth helped him with the yeah. We talked to Jimmy Mm. on the show and talked about that particular drop a lot. Like that was that's still ahead of its time. It is still ahead of its time. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And he's sitting at five sitting at five ETH. It's not so bad. Not financial advice. It's not the nah. best thing in the world at, at five, is it? <laughs> Didn't you nah. put out a, a, a remorseful tweet on it last week, Theo? Is that what you're referring to? That you you uh, you do look back on some you've sold and wish you didn't sell. Them no, anymore? I'm so, I'm selling yeah. some Vfin twos at the moment, and it's and it's breaking okay. my heart. You I sell Vfin two at the moment, yeah. Okay. I can't sell them this low, but they're like point three at this point. Uh I got a couple off of point five. Okay. Um. Yeah. yeah just to free, free some ETH up. I'm sitting on like 15 of those. Seven of them are keen kingfishers. That's my jam. Yeah, I love it. King. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember when that came out. You love were just it. like, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. That was really cool. That was really cool. Um, so, so I, oh, let's talk, let's talk about Mark's big news. Let's break into Mark's big news. So, anybody, maybe some people that are listening, maybe some of your, your new community now will listen to this. But, Mark, I'm going to let you talk about it. But you put out kind of, a fun game called checkers and it's like a checkerboard and the new famous checks that everybody's memeing and using and you know, Jack butcher. And you made this fun game to play, put it kind of is it's in the metadata. It's on the blockchain. You'll explain how it works, but you, you made a manifold, which manifold we've talked about so much is so revolutionary for creators. You put it out there, made your own contract 24 hours, the day started, you know, it was selling well. We were like, oh, nice, like 250 of them sold. That's pretty cool. And they were selling for 0.0042, which was like 650 or something in US, $1. somewhere around there. Yeah. 
And then about 12 hours in, you had like 750 sold. And and I I typed into the Discord. I was like, Mark's about to wake up and be shocked how many he's got sold. And then it just started going crazy. And we were like <laughs> DMing. And I was like, you're getting to 2,000. And he's like, don't jinx me. I was like, you're getting to 2,000, man. I was like, I was, and then it kept going. And like, and I was watching the ether scan. It's like 10 pack, 10 pack, 10 pack. And I was like, who are these people? And I'm like, looking at their wallets. I'm like, looking on Twitter, trying to figure out where this thing's blowing up. 3,000, 4,000, 5,000. And then it just gets like exponentially more at the end. You ended up selling six. 1,687 of them. That must have been. I see the smile on your face. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just, Six out of 687. Yeah. I'm still a bit speechless by it all. I literally just told my wife because um, it, it started on Friday. I actually was going to the top of a mountain on Saturday, as, as you both know. I couldn't even access the manifold page on my phone. <laughs> so I couldn't even see what was happening. So I was sort of like looking at updates and I could see how many was sort of minted, but like. And then, yeah, Mike, you said, I think 1,100 was sold in the last five minutes. Like, yeah. It was just insane. So where do I start with it? Um, listen, yeah, like I, I'm a bit of a dev and, you know, uh, we'll get into it in a bit, but NFT Catcher sort of did that. And then, um, but I hadn't, I've been involved in some projects, but I hadn't done my own project two years into the space up until last week. And I actually, um, again, we'll chat about it in a second, in a minute, but um, I did, uh nft melbourne tickets and they're all on chain i did the contract the lucky world guys did sort of the design i was like i'd like, like to make this on chain as a bit of a um hat tip to jimmy.eth and you know their on-chain project and i was almost like the monkey off my back i was like okay i've done this i can do i can do this i can do a contract i can do um whatever and then i played around with a few derivatives there's so many derivatives we've all seen the famous one from vincent van doe which was pepe checks which sold a quarter of a million right in a in a in a, in a day which was how many two million dollars he made more than insane, yeah, right? incredible yep. yep incredible and there's been so many and then i was playing around with others and i was like oh and then yeah i i saw checks for the first time january 11th i was away um over over sort of new years and stuff and wasn't really into the system and i heard about it luckily i bought one for um basically you know cost price it was like 0.06 or something like that um and i said this time around if i ever made 10x on anything i would sell right I, you know we've all learned our lessons but i was just i saw jack's thread and i was like this is different right this is not just him just getting the twitter check like then I, I'd heard um, Jaleel, who's the dev. I'd seen his stuff. I was like, everything they're doing is just different. And I just believe that these are these are like three guys. They're all separate across the world. They've banded together and they're they're building this thing in Web three, and it's Web three native. And it's it's not an age. It's not something that's just coming in for a cash grab. And I just really believed in it. And it's funny because Theo, I was out with Theo and Greg from NFT Fest, and it got to like two ETH, and the guys are like. Mark, just sell. Like, come on. Greg had, you know, proof that he didn't sell. We've all had it. And we we had it with um the famous uh super plastic, right? Um, <laughs> Thank God. <everybody. laughs> the three of us, the four of us, all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went heavy into that one. Janky, yeah. janky heist or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, guys, one I've only got one, right? If I I usually always buy more than one because you want to be able to sell, but I only have one. I was like, I want to have that key to Jack. I want to have the key to Jack and to Jaleel. And that's what it is. It's not, for me, it wasn't just, 
you know, yeah, I could have sold and then waited for the tr- for the market to come down and buy again. But I'm not a trader. I'm terrible at it. And uh, and also, well, I was right about that though. You were. You were totally right. It was going to come <laughs> back down. It always was. But one, I'm just not. I didn't want to be sitting there like I did too much previously. Yeah. Um, too much stress. Man. Mm-hmm, I was like, mm-hmm. to them, and that's what it was. Was like, um, you know, they they answered my DMs and um mm. jaleel's been really nice and then um where i go too deep into it yeah i then looked into the smart contract and i did a bit of a a, um, a thread and i've done a few over the years and they've had like five likes <laughs> and it's really tough to get engagement on on twitter especially lately right and then mm-hmm. i did that one and it was sort of the most techie one i did and that it's had, had over a hundred thousand views and, and that got a lot of traction that was cool and then i ended up doing the black check dow logo um, which got me sort of chatting to a few of the other guys. And then I was like, oh, yeah, let's let's try and mint something. But I didn't want to just do art. And then I was in the Discord and someone had done Tetris called Checkris, but it was oh, really? Checks as Tetris. Mm. Uh, um, and I, then I was like, surely someone's done Checkers. And one person responded just going, I haven't seen it, but that'd be ingenious if someone did it. And that was like Tuesday night. And then I'm just like, I think I can do this. All right, I reckon I can do this. <laughs> so yeah, from Tuesday night till Thursday, I was like, okay, can I get the game? Yeah. And, and the, the great thing about this whole world is it's open source and CCO, right? So there's there's code out there for everything you want to do. There is code out there. And uh, you know, 60, 70% of this stuff exists, right? And that's what I learned as as a nine, 18 year old studying code was you don't have to do everything yourself. There's libraries out there and that's the whole point of it. And especially in the web three world solidity everyone can see the code so my initial thought was to do my own smart contract on my own playing page checkout page as well as the actual nft game but what i was conscious of was people are afraid to go to random websites and mint. that's the great thing about manifold you don't right people are confident so, enough just to mint without worrying about yeah, it. yeah. god yeah so, keep your story yeah. going but that's a really good point yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so I got the NFT working. And again, a lot of people don't realize NFTs can be anything. They can be a piece of art. Um, it's all about the metadata. And Jack has done this with the whole refresh metadata. So if you bought an original check, it looked like an 80 checkboard thing. And then he changed it to the Pepe check. And then he keeps changing it. And people are like, how is the NFT changing? People don't even understand that. But all it is, is a link. You're buying basically a, to- uh, a number. So my NFT is number one. And that has a link to somewhere. And that's the metadata, so it can link to anywhere. So, you know, an NFT can link to an actual web page, and that web page can be a game. So that's I, I basically got it done on the test um, network, and it was a game, and it's playable. Um, and then I was like, okay, where am I going to mint it? And to be fair, to again, hats off to Richard. First time I DM'd him, but over the last two years, I think we've had Twitter. Um, I've asked him questions on Twitter, and he's always responded like that. Incredible, like. I don't know what time of day it is, no matter what. He always responded mm-hmm. almost instantaneously. And I was like, Richard, I've tried to, I've test minted it on Manifold, but the, the preview page isn't showing the actual NFT. It's only showing the image. And he goes, oh, no, it should work. It should show the animation URL, which is a special thing. But it didn't. And he was like, let me look into it. Came back to me straight away. And he goes, it was turned on, but we had to turn it off for security issues because because it's a website, people were putting the various code into the uh. into the into the nfts which would then pop up say something on manifold so they had to turn it off mm. so he was like i'm going to get the guys to get it happening for you by the time you mint it will be ready wow. and this this was like my time friday morning 
Um, I had to drive up to this mountain Friday night. I still was like, and I was looking to Zora, which is where Zora.co is where um, uh, checks originally minted and they let you do it. Um, but I wasn't really familiar with their system at all. And then I just went, listen, I've got to go. Um, I'm just going to put it on there. Cause if I don't do it now, the meta could be dead. Who knows what will happen over the weekend. And it's a big thing, mm-hmm. right? It's timing and I'm, it's ready. It's there. Um, I had good feedback. So I, I minted it and it didn't work. And then I just DM Richard and I was like, Richard, I've, I've turned it on. If you can't get it working, don't, 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 don't stress. I think it was his nighttime. Yeah. It was his nighttime on, on Thursday. And then within a couple of hours, he goes, we've turned it on. It's on. And then I'm, I'm, I'm like, sweet. It's on there. Um, and a big then learning curve is, you know, I just um, said it to you, Mike, Theo, a few friends, got Ollie, a few other people, AJ minted. Friends basically minted the first few. Mm-hmm. And you got to get you got to get that ball rolling, right? And and then it just caught like wildfire. Like one guy DM me and he goes, I'm in this Bitcoin Discord since 2017. And I just shared it with them and they love it. Wow. I've got all the whales to mint. So one guy minted 180 of them. <laughs> um, Mike, you always have said, like, don't put a cap on mints because it's silly. I know, I, I know. Right, right. If, you, if somebody wants to buy it, let them buy it, you know? Exactly. <laughs> so we talk about cap. Two things we talk about is, like, the max supply. So this is the open edition. And people have been giving open edition shit as well. But this meant that anyone could, you could mint, um, it's open for 24 hours. And as many as you wanted to mint, you could. And then there's also the per transaction mint um, uh, limit. Um, and a lot of people, uh, projects have a 20 cap on it, but someone, it takes literally two seconds to change wallets. And a lot of people have multiple wallets. So again, what's mm. the point, right? So mm. so yeah, as you said, it, it got to 42 in, in 42 minutes. And I was like, that's pretty cool. I honestly mm-hmm. would have been happy if 50 sold. Honestly, like I was just yeah. like, I didn't know where this was going to go. And then it got to 200 that night. I'm literally driving at 1 a.m. up a mountain, can barely open my eyes. And I'm looking sort of on my updates and I see 200. I get to sleep at like 2.30 a.m. Um, I was supposed to run sort of a, a small race on Saturday morning. I just didn't. <laughs> and then, yeah, I saw on Discord, Mike's like, Mark's going to wake up to a pretty big shock. And it was 1,200 on um saturday morning and then yeah finished around um 2 p.m my time saturday and i was literally in the car park <laughs> and i was asking mike to screenshot me the, the manifold page because i couldn't see it and yeah it just took off and i i want to write a, a thread about what i've learned but you know this has been two years of me every single day learning studying listening to bankless yep. and podcasts like every day like my you know my wife is really you know she's really seeing me like every time i'm doing mm. anything in the, in the garden housework anything i'm listening to stuff so you know yeah it was something that really only took me three days but it's been two years of learning plus i'm you know pretty old guy it's been 20 years of coding before that right so and also it's the connections like it's big thing is you know i had those initial connections in the checks community but in the ecosystem in general. And they minted the first 100, 200, and it went from there. So that's, I guess, my advice to anyone. Don't just come in and try and mint something, right? You really have to engage and, you know, do things for free and, and you know, do proof of concepts and the, those sort of things. And I still think I just got lucky as well. So there we there's go. A, yeah, there's a little bit of that, but it's it was, I mean, first of all, you are, you're a, a brilliant dev. Like your websites are always awesome like you really do that and then you've taught yourself like i've watched you've talked hey i'm learning this 
I'd love to learn this. I'd love to do this. You have taught yourself over the last couple of years. You put it all together. You got in the right community. Your timing was perfect. Your execution was unique. Like there's a little bit of luck, but it, whatever it is, it caught the algorithms that like those bots that tell people there's a hot manifold contract. They got alerted, you know, like however it goes down, you made that happen. That was really impressive and really fun to watch. I was, I, I love that. I thought that was thanks, Mark. Yeah, really fun I, to watch. I, I wonder what would have happened if I'd done my own website. I definitely don't think it would have been anywhere. In no, the no. Manifold's um, the one. Manifold's the one for sure. Because people, yeah. people connect to that without even thinking, and that's really important. And how it happened as well was I was studying how Manifold yeah. did it because I did not understand how Manifold could let you. So normally, so with the NFT Melbourne tickets, which we'll get to in a minute. It cost mm-hmm. approximately like 100 USD to deploy that contract. And it's a really simple contract. And then Manifold, it's like $10. And I, and I was like, how are they doing it? But they basically have a lot of the contracts already deployed. And you're using this thing called an interface. So you're really just using a little bit of your own smart contract. Even though you own technically the contract, you're using a lot of already deployed code. And so that's how they let you mint for, for so, contracts for so cheap, which is which is really Simple when you think about it, but so smart. So yeah, and then obviously being the first game on there really helped as well. So again, massive, massive kudos to Richard. And it's so funny because we'd supposed we were supposed to mint NFT tickets for Melbourne on Manifold, mm-hmm. but I last minute I was like, no, I want to do my own smart contract. And then like mm-hmm. a very, very um, week later, I end up using Manifold. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, thanks for that, Mike. It's, yeah, it's been a fun yeah, time man. and that, that was now amazing. i already have people going like when update when next when when this i'm already getting the the project founder um anxiety even though it's only like <laughs> two days later it's like people right want more, like, right people want something like, you gotta put out updates <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you got about a I've 900 got, person community yeah no i've got some exciting you know ideas and um it's fun right like because We've all bought so many pieces of land that, you know, the metaverse hasn't come and there's been so many games that's supposed to come. I'm like, not trying to blow my own trumpet, but it's like, why do I heard about Dropbox 20 years ago when the guy went to pitch Dropbox? He, he did what Dropbox we all know as, but he did it as a video and it was all fake, but it was like, it was like, this is what the system's supposed to be. And that was his presentation. It was like, imagine this. He hadn't built anything. He had just done a mm. video. And it's like mm. this. It was like, why don't these people do little mini games first and mint that and get the people playing it as opposed to buying this picture of something or buying this, right. you know, it's like, just do something simple. And people have already, some of you have DM me going, I haven't played checkers in 20 years. Our friend Oo used to play checkers in uni for a living. Like it, the checkers is huge in Nigeria. They used to basically gamble wow. checkers. It was the first wow. game I remember as a kid playing as like a five-year-old against my uncle. I remember playing against my grandma. I have a vivid memory of playing checkers against yeah. my grandma. Yeah. Well, Dookie Dash, Dookie Dash better watch out, man. They're going to be losing their daily active users. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it. And, you know, they get fud because supposedly it was a game that they copied from six years ago. But the whole point is don't you don't have to go and build something new. You can, yeah. you know, use libraries and code that's there and just make it a little bit better and a bit fun and obviously Web3 yeah. it. So Incredible. Now, I love that story. <laughs> that, that, that unfolded over the last few days <laughs> like crazy, bro. That was... Yeah, that was really, really fun. It was. <laughs> and I know you're going to do some cool stuff. You really are a brilliant dev. I love to see, you know, you, you made that happen. You you figured out how to do it all by yourself. So it's good stuff. Thanks, so next next up, NFT Melbourne. How do you is that how you say it? 
You got it. However, however you want to say it, brother. Okay. <laughs> you yep. You know, we have a we we have a we have a Melbourne here in Florida, but we call it Melbourne. Yeah, yeah you do have, Melbourne, yeah, you do have yeah. a Melbourne. Yeah, we have a Melbourne, Florida. Florida. Yeah, for sure, we do. Not quite as big. Call not it, quite as big. Call it whatever you want, but yeah, yeah. Melbourne. You'll you'll get shit for it, calling it Melbourne. Uh huh. Now yeah. we I know we actually when we look at the stats on uh, Spotify and Apple, we have a lot of listeners in Australia. That's uh, kind of like a. Yeah, decent amount. And you guys, so we're recording it's Sunday night, 10 p.m. here on the East Coast of the U.S. And you guys are like Monday afternoon, right? 2 p.m. Monday, yeah. 2 p.m. Monday. So you're 16 hours ahead right now. Whoo. How about New Zealand? We're we're pretty much, yeah. The end of the world. Yeah, the first first of the end. Yeah, you're the beginning, actually. You're the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty wild. So talk talk about your conference and uh, why did you guys want to do it? What about last year? And then we'll talk about this year. I see you guys have some really good speakers and all that. And then I want to talk about the tickets too. But cool. what's up with NFT Melbourne? Yeah, so um, this is our second time around. Mark and I, a couple of years ago now, would um, we, we, our lockdown in, in, in Melbourne particularly was the longest in the world. Um, and we got through it partially because we would drink a lot of wine on zoom and talk about nfts definitely every friday night but multiple nights a week Mm -hmm. and we got to a point where mark was like man like we're gonna do something like we've both got web two agencies like you know as you said he's a great dev i like to think of myself as as a person that can commercialize products really well and and sort of come up with great business strategies so you know together we, we make a great team and we came up with a, with a great idea, which we were going to call Super Fans. It's now become something called Lucky World. Um, and we can get into that later if you want. But essentially, we came up with a plan where we wanted to eventually get to a point where we have our own project. And then off the back of that, we spin up a Web3 agency using that project as like our case study, right? Turns out now we've got two, <laughs> even before that, because Mark's gone and spun up a couple of things earlier. So mm. um, that's cool. But essentially, sequentially, we wanted to have, you know, how can we sort of prove our legitimacy in the space? Aside from the fact that Mark and I were active, you know, often, as we were talking about before, the relationships we've built. But last February, we did our first event as sort of like our, hey, especially Melbourne, the city that we love, and Web3, this is us putting on a party to celebrate the amazing things that have happened so far. Um, And we wanted it to be annually a place to be able to do that and also show people that you can have digital and physical in the same conversation and they can coexist um, within Web3 and just within art and creation uh, altogether. So like you said before, Mike, we nailed that first event. We had a 1,000 people through the doors, which in Australia being so far away and, and often, quite honestly, so far behind in tech, um, it was great to see. In the fintech space and, and definitely in DeFi, we're a big player. And now it turns out in NFT space, we've got some incredibly yeah. large projects um, that are Aussie-founded. So we punch well above our weight in that space and we wanted to really start to get some momentum into making Melbourne the hub of Web3 in our region. Um, it's just got everything thing that is native to Web3 across culture, whether it be art and music, the people, the way that the city, Sports, sort of the vibe of the city, the the street art, everything that everything about the city and, and then, you know, how forward-thinking we are from a technology perspective. It just makes a lot of sense for it to, to be here um so that's you know we were pumped obviously that the first event went so well but we wanted to do this one a little bit differently 
because we are concerned that too many events are a circle jerk and everyone patting each other on the back. Are saying, you talking about the D gods yeah. party from NFT Paris? <laughs> <laughs> Is that who you're talking about? Uh, listen, man, that's, that's, that's one, that's one thing where then, you know, I, I love that. I, I love when projects put things on and, and, and allow people to celebrate the success. Yeah. And yeah, that, that looked like fun. Yeah. I know people are making fun of them, but keep going. But, I no, fuck that, man. Let, let them, yeah. let them do that. Let them do that. Yeah. Like from a, from a, like the responsibility that we have as you know event hosts if you want to call it that um in within this space i think we need to play a big part in the onboarding process or at least we see that as our part of our role right so we wanted to put something on this time that was less let's say speaker driven because often now many people learn by sitting in you know mm-hmm. st- the stadium or, or arena or whatever listening to speakers but a lot of people don't and especially those that don't know much about Web3, they can get really uncomfortable and feel really alienated when they're sitting watching people talk with all these acronyms and and words that they've never heard of before. Um, and even if they don't do that, just, you know, if they get too deep in the tech, it can be pretty, uh, pretty, pretty confronting. So we wanted to create an experience where people could come to the show and, and, and choose how they wanted to engage, um, with the different activations, et cetera, that, that are put on. And like I said earlier, less about the tech and web three, more about the things they already know and love. And just by through osmosis and by being there, they would learn how Web3 is making that better, you know, whether it be art, music, gaming, collectible sport, there's going to be different, um, there's going to be like an area for for exhibitors to set up so that you'll be able to get your hands on demo or games or even games, a couple of the games will be out in the market by then. There's a VR activation area where Giant Swan, I'm not going to ruin the surprise yet, but mm-hmm. Giant Swan's doing an activation where you'll be able to sort of see him sculpting live. Um, there's paint and sip workshops where people will learn how to paint. It's actually going to be our logo and then they'll be able to choose different patterns that they can, they can paint around it and then we'll help them mint it. That's we, fun. We're talking about CCO before, but like, yeah, no, that's, sort of- that's actually really cool. I went to a Gary V event in Miami, the access event he had, and yeah. he did that. He let everybody make a drawing and they minted it into a, its own collection. That's actually a really neat idea. Well, that's cool. You guys are doing that. Actually, we should do this. Might be a pivot live on air. We should do the yeah. checkers thing instead. Um, anyway, we'll talk about that. Let later. people draw their own checkers. That's actually a brilliant idea. Let people and do a whole collection yeah. of one on one checkers that people draw. Yeah. But the main the main point of it, yeah, the yeah, reason yeah. why we wanted to do it, other than the sort of engaging component of it, was the people can actually go and then mint what they've painted. Mm-hmm. We'll help them digitize it on their phone and they can mint it on Manifold for not much money right. at all, right? That's It's more about all going back to the practicality of getting your hands yeah, on that. physically working things that are familiar to you and then us being able to, to ex- explain to you in real time um, and scaling the unscalable by allowing these people to have more one-on-one experiences and actually getting first-hand experience on, on how each of these things. And we're going a little bit broader, like there's going to be a really cool in-depth workshop on chat gdp um by someone from microsoft that, that sort of that lives and breeds his stuff um and a bunch of other things man like you know we we've got myself and and my our other business partners have a couple of decades in the music industry so we've got a really he- you know sort of heavy um entertainment and music focus on the show as well so yeah we're excited the big, man we're- the big thing is still for me right it's 
Um, it's tech. We're all on our phones. We're all spending a lot of time in front of computers, but nothing beats. And Mike and Andy, obviously, it's, yeah. it's very pertinent. We've never met in person, right? Like I've wanted to. You guys have gone up and represented NFT Catcher at these events, and I, I was very close a couple of times, right? And I just haven't made it for yeah. a pleasure of reasons. I I booked and, our accommodation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, was that for I VCon? Were you guys yeah. trying to come to VCon? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I remember that. I remember that. So, yeah. And nothing beats in person. You know, having Zoom is good, and I've got some amazing friends I've met, but like nothing beats actually sitting down, having a chat, and having a drink That's or whatever. Truth. It's and, been ama- you know, it's been amazing going to the events for that for sure. It's That's a human aspect, awesome. man. Yeah. You, you have you have I see you like you've got really good friends that you've gone yeah. and travel with and stuff like yeah, that. And totally, and we totally. do as well. Theo and myself and, and Greg from NFT Fest and a few others, like yeah. they're like they're like my best mates now. You know what I mean? We see each other totally. all the time and, totally. and and that's a big part of it. And so many people said that about our event last year. That's where they met their friends and now they're doing projects. So yeah, tech is so important, but relationships and friendships are really good, really important too. And and we just couldn't physically get to these events because of COVID. Yep. So we're like, let's put something on. So events are, are hard and there's a lot of organization and, and all the rest. And um, it's it's still tricky. Now we're in a, in a, in a bear market, right? And now this yep. is like uh, I heard someone say the other day, and it's true, like 80 to 90% of the project founders that he worked with two years ago are out of the space and they're founders. 80, 90% of the people, like we know so many people that, you know, James Hook and stuff, they're completely left, right? Yeah, and and yeah. And and that's fine. Like a lot of your them boy Mario me. Mario Carter's Mario. He's just <laughs> that guy was like a legend. When we started, we were like, "This guy's the man." He bought the punk and <laughs> yeah, the rest yeah, yeah. And, you know, and yeah, so many people have been burnt and stuff. And I have like a feeling table. he's like somebody else that popped up though. Yeah, he probably is. Exactly. Is it yeah. Benny? Yeah. Or like <laughs> I don't even know. I picture I'll like check. he could be like like. Mm, wop some or something new guy. Or like, yeah yeah, yeah. exactly ocf or something yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. but um but yeah we want to try and bring people back in again right because um this is not a fad this is going to be this is right you know i was i was wasn't quite there but like you know late 90s websites coming and gary talks about it as well right like yeah this is this is it for us and mm-hmm. um yeah, it's super exciting to be part of it. It so. goes back to what Mark was saying, you know, get as many working products in front of people so they know it's real as opposed to, you know, this image, I promise it's going to turn into something that will benefit you. Let's actually get things in front of them that can show mm-hmm. them that it's actually happening and there's billions of dollars being invested into this space already behind the scenes. Yeah. The Starbucks, I talk about it all the time, but that's yeah, a yeah. project that's doing exactly that. They're letting people get stuff for free interactive yeah. and then they're selling it so like some of these people are like oh i just got that for fun it's worth thousand dollars now like i haven't been following it so is it, it is actually wow. up and running and there are there are thousand multiple thousand dollar sales on the on the og ones wow, wow. Yeah. yeah and obviously reddit you know what they did was incredible and yeah you know we've all been saying vulture vulture posted i think a couple of days ago is when when people are buying nfts without knowing they're buying it is when we've made it and that's what pretty much reddit did digital yeah. collectibles right right we're going to be, did it. We're, gonna yep. be we're rebranding to digital collectibles uh, catcher weren't we at once <laughs> yeah i know um, really really yeah <laughs> nfts a, nfts a nasty word nfts we're going to stick with nft catcher but nft is a nasty word we are. Some, <laughs> <circles>. <laughs> 
Yeah, it is. And, and um, it was the same with, you know, remember you wouldn't put your credit card into a website back in when it first came out, right? You're like, oh, I'm going to get scammed. And now we do it every day, multiple times a day without even thinking about it and the security and insurance and everything there. So we do need a lot of advancements in the security and tech um, security aspect of it. Every day you see someone getting scammed. I got Discord hacked last year, which affected our Discord. And I, yep. I've i been coding and, and business for 20 plus years. I've never been hacked. And listen, nothing serious was really done from it. They just posted a malicious link. But I felt like, you know, what's the right word? Like, you know, I felt personally like I was shaking. I went into my wife and I was like, I've been yeah. hacked. And it was just my Discord. Yeah. I didn't lose anything from it. But, you know, you see these people who have lost Bored apes and whatever else, and like, oh, yeah. I still to this day say, I like I've been wanting to get my sister into it, but I like I was like, oh, it's so hard to bring in a family yeah. friend because you wouldn't want them to get get um get hacked or spammed or fished or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, long way to go in that aspect, but we're yeah. getting there. We're getting there. Just this week, there was a fake NFT catcher podcast Twitter that popped up, and no. somebody messaged me, and they were DMing people, and it was like just no. a copy of our Twitter. It was stupid. Oh. <laughs> I it's know. horrible, isn't it? It yeah. is horrible. It's, and then that, it's a disgrace. The whole thing with, you know, that Jack has been, Jack Butcher has been shadow banned from Twitter, but there's like five or six Jack Butchers that out look there. look like his account, right. Have his verified. account, have the check marks verified. How verified. ironic. Like, and he, he's shadow banned and people can't even like DM him to say there's a fake one out there. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with Twitter, man. It's. It's all over the yeah, shop, isn't it? It is all over the place. It's all over the place. Where mm. where'd Jack Butcher come from? I never heard of him before all this. What so, this um, and that's that's why I sort of um, uh, like him a lot. Like he's an English guy, moved to um, New York like twenty years ago, ran um, a bit of a Web two agency, and and hated it because he used to have to go and do these pitch decks the whole time to like pitch to companies to try and get their work. And he was like, mm-hmm. this is just horrible. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, visualized value is, 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 is his brand. Um, okay. And he just met, he met Trav and Jaleel um, online a few years ago. He's been, you know, a few people have followed him for a few years. Obviously I didn't hear about it until after checks was minted. Okay. Um, but he's just a smart guy. So he's, he's sort of the brains, I think, and obviously has mm-hmm. a, a design business background, but there's him, sort of leading it. And then Jaleel, as I said, is that smart contract dev guy who's amazing. And Trav is more the designer sort of guy. But yeah, like some people have been following him quite a bit. He, he, he did mint, he minted something called Merge for the Merge. Yeah. Um, last was, September. Was is that, that was, you're talking about no, Pac was Merge? Second, no, no, Pac was like a year, a year and a half okay. ago. Um, okay. it, was, it was for the Merge and it was something similar. Um, and then people are like, oh, he's just copying Damien Hurst, which, you, you and I might get into for, mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. the currency, and there was a Thank lot you. there Thank as well. <laughs> yeah. still have yours? Um, I still, still do, dude. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm the huddler. Yeah, I know. Um, I sold mine. You know, I sold mine at like 11 ETH or something. Like you did way pretty back, well. Yeah, way back. yeah. I yeah. sold like right at the top. Mm. I got but, lucky um, on that. Yeah. That's one of the few. One of the few I hit the top. Mm. One of the very few. Uh, but yeah, he's he's been around, and I just as uh, I think because they've come together in this web three world and they sort of made this web three business. I think Jalila is like French or something. Jack is English, lives in New York. That's okay. why I was like, it's, it's, it's not a web two business coming in trying to be web three. It's like they're web three native. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, me, it's better than the jockey, right? Like 
That's yeah. what we've learned. And all of them I'm betting on. So, you know, Ali minted it was either 10 or 20 of them sold them all for under 0.01 or something. 0.1. I know. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> I know. I said it to him. I was like, dude, does, has this made you change your mind? He goes, no, like I use that to get something else. But yeah. I wouldn't, I don't understand why he wouldn't just have held one or two. At least them. a little like, bit. Yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. you see? I posted this in the Discord today. Uh, Cosimo de Medici said, "If you minted yeah. two point seven five ETH worth of Jack Butcher's checks in January, you are now a billionaire." There's probably no, no billion. Way. That's what Not it says. Two point yeah. seven million. Yeah, because they they were eight dollar. They were eight dollars. So that two point seven five ETH is like three grand okay. one of them. So yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I can do the yeah, math. You, you, uh, you'd be a lot of money. You'd be a lot of millionaire. You'd be a lot of error, yeah, something. But for every one <laughs> of them, right, yeah. we've minted – for every one of them, we've minted a 1,000 that have gone to zero, oh, right? Of course, so, of course. Yeah, yeah, remember Beck Dogs and all those. Oh, yeah, Beck Dog. I still have all my Beck Dogs. I didn't sell one. I've still got that shit on my watch. I got the Biggie Smalls one. I still got it on my watch. Oh, do you? That, <laughs> dude, that was so hype. That was so hype. I like the art, man. He made one final yeah. mistake. He made one vital mistake. He was at like 600 of them, and it was always going to 1,000. And then he all of a sudden was – and I was saying – I was like, you got to cut it off now. Do something else later. Cut Beck Dog off. Like, and then he said, I'm going to 10,000. And people went crazy and it just ended it. It was all over. Yeah. That was a shame. I feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Probably. Cute art. Probably. Cute art. Yeah. They were great. And it was like topical. There was a race for them. You put that little bot together. I was getting a message every time (laughs) one went on sale. It wasn't a bond that you play a no fire, whatever. It was blowing up, fire, blowing yeah. up Clubhouse, yeah. man. Yeah, Andy, I know we were. Clubhouse. It was blowing up Clubhouse for sure. Yeah. I remember being on there like 4 a.m. and I'd be like, yo, guys, Beck Dogs are dropping right now. People are like, what? And they're like going in there. Crazy times, crazy times. Yeah. Yeah. Clubhouse was, was fun back in the day, wasn't it? And that's it was. It was, a big it was, part no, of that was epic. Met, met these whole groups of people and. You know, people mm-hmm. I'm still friends with, and some of them even like Crypto Wizard. I haven't heard from him in six months. Because I did it last year. I was sort of out of the space for maybe two, three months. Yeah. Just, you know, burnt yeah. out a bit, personal stuff. Totally. You know, we all need a bit of time out, but I think he's coming back because he was he was on Clubhouse 18 hours a day, dude. He was <laughs> ridiculous. I love that guy. That guy, he was fun. I learned so much from him, like early, yeah. early, early, early on. Yeah. Yeah, he's a great dude. Hopefully I'll meet him yeah. someday. Yeah, no doubt. Sunny Queensland. No doubt. Circle back to NFT Melbourne real Melbourne real quick. Mm-hmm. I saw you guys have you guys have like your list of speakers like Spotty Wi-Fi, Maddie, Voltura, Zenica. Are they all coming in? Um Spotty and Zen are dialing in remotely. Kind of thought that, yeah. It's a lot for yeah. yeah. Uh Spotty's got NFTLA. Um yep. Zen has some personal stuff at that time. So he'll be actually I'm not sure exactly where he'll be in the world. He'll probably be in Dubai. Mm-hmm. But he's got something on in India mm-hmm. around that time. Okay. Um and then Zaf from Anamoka will be in LA as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but from memory, everyone else will Vulture in person. be there. Vulture in person, Maddie in person. Yeah. And then we're working on a very, very, very big rock star. Who will be in town at the time? Who we're hoping to be able to announce in a couple of days. But um, wow, yeah. very very big rock star. Mm-hmm. We had Mask last who's... year, which was awesome. Yeah, you know, that was fun. But I don't even know who this rock star is. So uh, let's keep yeah, it on we'll the low. He's a very very big that puts a 
a large <laughs> yeah we'll see yeah so we'll see we'll see we'll see uh we, we know that we know they're here but and they're and he's into it and he's in web three but um yeah we're just trying to work out timing so we're super happy with with the support we've gotten there um there's definitely a couple from the aussie ecosystem that haven't prioritized us uh we can get into that another Sorry. time but um you know they can't they can't all you know we don't not not everyone's going to be available we're going to want to get get involved but um yeah. we think it's important obviously to support local particularly you know australia being as small as, small as it is only 20 20 something million people in population but um no it's great like we, we we're really we're really happy with with what we've put together um and i think the nft tickets yeah. will will really add a, a, another flavor to it in, in how we can you know not only have again real world use case where people can get their hands on and see how utility can be driven through nfts for events we can also take that to the wider events and entertainment industry across this region and show them a working example that we've actually built ourselves and conceptualize ourselves from scratch um so that's really the driving force behind it obviously like marcus said before he also wanted to and we've been huge fans of of what jimmy's done in the whole on-chain piece um so that part was um i mean i know it was super important for mark for me it was important but but really secondary to the to the fact that we can offer it um and show that you know it, it can be done and it should be done and there's no reason why nft ticketing shouldn't be included in in, in all events and we know like the, especially like the bigger like we've got a massive sporting league here that gets a hundred thousand people to games pretty frequently um like you know they've got existing deals with ticketing companies that'll be around for a long time but there's no reason why they can't add this and not breach the existing contracts like that that league's got their own nft project out which is more like a top shot type offering but Mm -hmm. there's no reason why they can't sort of add in you know um game day access and player player access which they might be doing already um hopefully in fact they'll be they'll have something uh happening at the event or at least one of their one of their clubs in the league Mm -hmm. will have something happening at the event as well so yeah man that's 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 our plan that's our play with the ticketing so so we're excited to see how it plays out and i guess with the on chain just not to get too technical but like what does that mean because it can mean different things but again you know a lot of nfts just point to an image somewhere and that image can be um on say amazon or google or a, a website and if that website or Amazon ever go down, that NFT will break, right? It's pointing somewhere. So when we talk about on-chain, the actual artwork of these tickets um, is on the Ethereum blockchain. So that ticket will exist forever, as long as Ethereum exists. And like we all believe, I think it's going to be around for a very, very long time. So no matter what happens, that will exist. Whereas we've already seen some NFTs. And it was one of the first things I remember sort of getting my head around was, yeah, if those centralized websites ever go down, that NFT will point somewhere. And I remember seeing it for a project last year. They had a QR code that links to um, that Wii site that was um, uh, it was for um, tennis. And the QR code linked on the NFT, linked to a web page, which is no longer exists already. And some of these sell for I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, Andy Murray ticket sort of thing. So, yeah, on-chain just means the actual artwork is on the ethereum blockchain it costs a little bit more to mint but the, the code for the image is on there so i just think it's it's awesome that these tickets will exist forever um and we like mike and i have spoke about it from day one obviously mike's background in tickets was like 
this is a no-brainer. It's going to happen. Digital tickets are a complete no-brainer. It's just we're still no a little bit too early. Um, but could you imagine having the ticket stub from your first concert when you were 20? I went to see Oasis and Prodigy when I was like 17. I went down to Cork and we got on the train. Oasis and Prodigy, that's quite the combination. Oasis. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I was going to say. I like that. Not together, right? <laughs> yeah, it was the best concert ever. And I just, I'd love to have that ticket stub. And without giving away too much, I also think it just, it doesn't necessarily have to be a static ticket, right? We talk about updating the metadata. So the ticket stub is your NFT ticket. But once the event happens, something can happen that, to that ticket. And maybe, you know, you can have more information in there. So we have the the properties, the attributes in OpenSea at the moment, which is only the date and the location and maybe the artists. But maybe you can personalize that ticket and leave a little bit of memento from that event that you're at. You know, these can evolve and change. They don't have to be just plain old boring tickets, right? Um, and then obviously from a project or creator side of thing is you have these people that bought these tickets. Um, but a lot of people, a lot of um, events, they don't know who really came to the event. They might have an email address or whatever else. But like you can reward those ticket holders in the next year and follow years. And, and you know, um, that ticket can access, access as a pass to other things, right? And we're seeing it now more and more. Um, Mike, what's that project? We don't know them down here, but that music festival that just did tickets and um, yeah, all rolling loud. Yeah, rolling yeah. loud. They did their loud punks. Uh, they mm. sold them for one point five ETH, and they sold like twenty five hundred of them out of like fifty five hundred that they that yeah. they wanted to mint. You know, it's funny. Anytime anybody mints a project, like as soon as the people buy and then the sales sell a little bit, they're like, shut it off now. Like cut the supply. That's like what everybody's yeah. first reaction is. Cut the supply. But no, that that's a brilliant thing that they did. Um, I, I think forever, it's kind of right? fun. It's forever. It's a VIP um, ticket to all of their festivals. They do like seven around the world. There's actually one here in Miami. I've never gone hmm. to it, but um, do they come. To, I don't yeah. even know if they do anything in Australia. Do they? Yeah, no, I, I think the closest they get is. Southeast Asia, I think. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. the Philippines or something. Like yeah. That. So we mm. we've got, and that's what I referred to before around Lucky World. We've got that meeting at some point this year, and we've actually played with the allow list um, component of that and sort of reversed it, I guess, where we've used our event as um, an opportunity to create um, allow list spots through the people who purchase particular tiers of our NFT tickets. So the ultimate tier, which is the top tier, is essentially three days experience at the event completely catered for across those those three days and a bunch of other things included. But also you get airdropped this Lucky World Access Pass and then the tier below it, um, you'll get allow lists, um, guaranteed allow lists to this Lucky World um, Pass. And essentially what it, what it provides is... Um, there'll be some sort of consume, um, consumable sort of mechanisms within it, but it essentially from a higher level will give the holder the ability to book in studio sessions with like platinum award-winning artists or get green room access to the festivals or, or um, you know, a booth at Ultra because Australia there's Ultra in Australia through yeah. um, to, you know, unreleased music. So it's essentially all of the IP that's either owned or partnered with by Lucky Entertainment, which is a um, our business partners and a really successful entertainment and music company in Australia. Um, that pass will give the super fans of that of that brand and its extended 
artists, IP, um, you know, sub brands, etc. Um, yeah. That's that's how we'll sort of um, scale that out, and, and we're excited to see how that plays out too. And Mike, are you seeing more and more events happening over in US with NFT tickets? Like, is it starting to take off yet, or it's? So everybody's people are taking it really slow. There's a lot of different companies popping up. Live Nation is getting ready to have mm. their tickets on the Flow blockchain. They were going to release some kind of beta in January, like a tester. I don't think they did. Um, they've done in the past ticket stuff. They've minted like millions of ticket stubs on Polygon, but not mm. like they're not like the tickets and there's they haven't done anything with them, but they do mm. have a new program. They're getting ready. Live Nation is obviously the biggest, but like, yeah. you know, NFT NYC is trying to do it. Um, not a, it's not. It's still very, very early. Like Live yeah. Nations, Live Nations, obviously, you know, hopefully they do something really cool. But mm. um, and every ticket will be an NFT eventually. Like it's just it makes sense There's for no everybody doubt. all around. It makes yeah. sense. The biggest thing that Live Nation is going to realize is that the, P, the set exactly the resale scalpers they'll make yeah. money off it. Yeah, yeah, and that's why they're doing it on Flow so they can keep it in house. There's not going to be any pseudo swap or x2 y2 trying to you know (laughs) trying to take it from them um so they're gonna have it's gonna be and no one's gonna have their tickets stolen because we get front row taylor swift tickets you click a bad link and someone steals your tickets you know what i mean you can't have that you know that's that's gonna (laughs) that'll go right back to congress you know what i mean like can't have that yeah yeah, it's so, still like, so early, but it, yeah. it will happen, right? There's there's no yeah. sure bet that it's going to happen. Right. It is happening. Right. Yeah, it's definitely of- happening. Nobody's figured it mm-hmm. out quite yet. And mm-hmm. like, as you so guys are doing NFT tickets and through. regular tickets, right? Yeah, yeah. both. Yeah. 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 You got to, you got to, because we want, we yeah. want, we want to bring yeah. in the normies, nah, as we call them. Yeah. Right. And stopping people from buying, like we said earlier, someone wants to buy a ticket, you're not going to, you know, you have to buy the NFT. Right. You got to remove the friction wherever you can. Totally. Yeah. Totally. You were saying something, Mark. Go ahead, bro. Well, I want to, I want to, that's what I want to look at is the whole, um, like what Reddit did. It's just simple checkout, put your credit card in and you get the NFT, right? Without even knowing it. And I think that's what will happen with tickets is like, you're just buying a normal ticket and maybe you almost have the option to go, do you want the physically delivered ticket or do you want the the digital ticket? I think it's what they'll be called digital tickets, right? So I'd like to look at doing a bit of a proof of concept with like, Shopify, whatever else, where it is, it's just okay, one or the other sort of thing. Um, and I'm not really into it. There was a guy on stage, Theo, for NFT Fest, um, that was talking about tickets and just how bad this ecosystem is. With the like, we have Ticket Tech and Ticket Master here, and it is, it, you know, it, it needs to evolve. Um, he was, um, um uh, Daniel Johns' yeah, agent, uh, I forgot okay. his name, yeah, but they take a crazy cut and it's just you know, it's $6 transaction fee and all this sort of stuff. And so, yeah, it, it will, it will happen. And yeah, hopefully we can, we can help a bit of it happen, I guess. So. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So your guys event is March 23rd. It's a one day for the main conference. Correct. Cool. Yep. And, 10 hours. And the, 10 hours. Oh, wow. Good for you guys. Mm-hmm. And the website's NFT Melbourne.xyz. Correct. Anybody wants to check it out, all of our, I (laughs) said we have a lot of listeners in Australia. So anybody, I wish I was going. I'm definitely jealous. One of these years, I remember something. Theo said something about a 
VIP. Uh, I told you I was reading, rolling. Something. Yeah, man, I was rolling was, at the red carpet. I told there you. There was something. Ooh. Well, <laughs> one time, maybe yeah. 2024. 2024. We'll make it happen. I look, I look forward to the day where, you know, international flights are just yeah. a lot cheaper and a lot quicker. I think, you know, they're Flight working on Flight prices these... have gone up a lot. Flight prices have, yeah. have really gone up mm. since before the pandemic, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And then the whole... Other big thing that needs to improve is is virtually attending these things um, yep. and streaming them. It's quite difficult still to do it. And, you know, we, we streamed ours into Decentraland last year, which was a bit of fun, but there was a few technical mm. issues. And yeah, it's not that's, quite. That's still a no brainer for for these events is that you will. And obviously VR headsets, I think, will come one day ubiquitous as well. And you will. You'll be able to buy a ticket for an event, you put the headset on it, it'll feel like you're at the event, and I'll turn right. around and Mike. Yeah, it'll be, be there cameras every there'll be cameras everywhere. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, they they've tried it for some events already, and I've seen some of the stuff that looks incredible. And yeah. me being an Irishman living in Australia, I'd love to go to an event with my sister, right? And I turn around and my sister's avatar is there or she's there. Mm-hmm. Um and obviously if that's all digital, that'll be all digital tickets, NFT tickets, right? And they'll yep. be able to sell There'll be uncapped supply. So instead of a stadium being 100,000 people, you'll have millions of people at these events. And, and Fortnite have sort of already done it a little bit with their um, with some of their events. Um, but yeah, how long this takes, we don't know. It could be a couple of years. It could be it could be old old man by then. But we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Wild. So that's that's going to be a lot of fun. I, I wish you guys the best of luck with your conference. I think it's going to be really good. And what I really think is you're laying the groundwork. NFT. That's your city now. Like no one's going to put on an NFT conference in your city. So in you keep doing it two <laughs> years, three years, four years. I mean, somebody might, somebody there will. Really are. Like there's, yeah, are there, <laughs> yeah, there any other ones? Yeah, I guess yeah, it is good, what it is. A good friend, Greg, doing NFT Fest Australia. They had it in Melbourne, and okay. uh, but we're all we're all friends. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, like yeah. It's, it's going to take more than one, yeah. right? It's going to take. And a if few, he's going to move around, still, it's your city. I like. What I picture is, you know what? In three, four years, you guys keep it going. Like, who knows? You'll be at the convention center, and you get like every in a like NFT Paris this year was looked awesome. That venue mm, they had with the the speakers and the Eiffel Tower in the background, that's like incredible. that's pretty sick. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, but they've, everyone has said it's, and, and I want to find out more. But you know, um, OCF put one out saying it's the best one he's been he's been to, and wow. so they've really really done it well i think you know they've had the actual top nft people on stage talking yeah. about projects that they run as opposed to a lot of these conferences that were people who were web 2 pretending to be web 3 yeah oh nft nyc is a thousand speakers most of them are just yeah. like it's the worst yeah. it's the worst the speaker mm-hmm. set up there yeah yeah so we're yeah, trying to yeah I'd, I'd love to get a bit more um feedback on that and yeah. we'll try and replicate it as much as we can in a month's time so yeah that's amazing so uh, yeah, March twenty third. Look out for it. Follow them on Twitter. Go to the go to the festival if you're anywhere near there. Go to the conference. You'll have a good time. Mark and Theo are good man. dudes. Um, so we talked about the early days with uh, like Clubhouse and stuff, but I don't know if people know. So the original NFT catcher website, the way it came about, it's kind of at this point it kind of ran. It's like that particular you know it, it's an aggregate of NFT drops when we first started. This was two years ago. We were coming up with all kinds of ideas, you and I. We were like, what do we do? You know, yeah. you had the, the VV wiki. We were going to do something with VV and like get the we're API escrow, and all that. Right. We think about escrow. Yeah. And then one day, I, I've told the story before, but the, the there's a website in tickets that is, you know, shows on sale that has every concert 
every day you go to it, you see what's going to go on sale, all the pre-sales. And I was like, NFT space needs that. And the second I said it, we both kind of clicked with it. You went to work. We brought in Casey and Nikki. And and the rest was kind of history. Like by early May, we were launched. And we, uh, and it was awesome. we had it ready. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, we looked at, so we launched May 4th. And I think it was yep. like April 30th, which we basically built it. Um, we got sent this little site called Board 8 Yacht Club. And we all looked at it, I think even on a call. And we always yeah. laughed at it. We went, oh, it's another animal PFP. Yeah. We were called NFT Catcher at the time. And we, we didn't catch that. But um, yeah, it was just like anything, right? Because yeah, you had tickets and shows on stay, uh, sale. I was yeah. entering manual VV drops into VV Wiki. So like right. it was already a, a drop calendar of a VV Wiki. You were like that. And then we're like, let's combine it. And yeah, it was it was really cool. It was all you know free and people loved it. And, and yeah. um, you know, there was drops happening every day, and and there was you know a few others did it. Um, uh, and then thankfully, yeah, we made really good friends and connections from it, and helped sort of launch a couple of the projects. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It turned out to me, you, well, you had a lot more to do it, but being on a call with Cheech and Chong, I was like, what the hell? Like, I know, you know? it's crazy now, man. That was, and you built that web, that website's still out there. It's the same exact website you built. That was you yeah, put that yeah. together quick. Like, I love the websites you build. They're always like, they're they just fit a theme. Like, you're really good at like creating that vibe on a website they're smooth too yeah really smooth, smooth, the UX just, smooth yeah. As. and there's little touches yeah. you can tell that it's like a pro website and not just like yeah. even even your nft melt like it's like simple but it's just like really flows. good yeah exactly exactly yeah yeah, a well, on that one. <laughs> yeah had a little help and and my homies worked with some incredible artists right with, with that yes so, um yes. and all the rest so it's um no, it, to be honest, and that's why I said earlier on, I had a bit of, I haven't been on Twitter Spaces or done much talking of late, and so I had a bit of practice earlier on on, on Twitter Spaces. But that was my point: was that this has been a bit of a renaissance for a lot of people in terms of you know skill sets. People who were in Web two and doing stuff they probably didn't love. Um, people who wanted to do coding and, and didn't really get into it. Right? Um, it's it's really you know, excited me for the new space in terms of, hey, I like to play games and now I've built my own game, which is, you know, simple and it's not my own, but you know what I mean? It's like, so that's one of the fascinating things about the space is it's, I, do. I think it's given a lot of a second wind in, in, in things or new a new a new love of areas. So it's been fun. I do blame your site though for missing out on Bored Apes because... <laughs> Because I I minted I minted Super Yetis and I was like after that experience I promised myself I'd never mint another generative drop again like, <laughs> and I skipped Super I skipped Yetis will have its day Super Yeti will go to like two ETH keeps they trying a couple one. times it tries they did like they put out land did you see that they like put out land they, but you yeah. had yeah you had to pay for it so I was like I don't think so okay. what was the other one Metabots yeah. or something like that. Fuck. Oh, there's so many. There's so Nine many, but million, yeah, million. we went so hard on the super plastic, and that's remember that it was crazy. Yeah, and you then, sold the sold at the right times, though. There were some times that it popped off to well over an ETH. I didn't. Yeah, it didn't. But the one, um, the last time it did when it popped, hmm. I was on my phone selling them. I was yeah, like, big, yeah. big, big. I was literally. I wish, like, man, my bag was about a half a million. I didn't sell. Oh wow! Well, <laughs> yeah. What? Didn't you, had those, didn't you get one of those purple ones or something? You had like the special ones. Purple eyes. I yeah. like, yeah, I like a 50, 50 of those fuckers, man. Yeah. You went hard, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. 
I only have just, a few left. They, they, their dev, even when I didn't know much, their their dev work was terrible, right? Like everything they did, yeah, kept had, messing had up. fail. Yeah. They did the Gucci collab, which was a complete failure. They're like, you have to own a janky to be able to buy Gucci. They didn't even have that in the in the in the contract. Like it's one line of code, and yeah. that's we've said, right? Like hire better devs. It's just been annoying. It's oh man, don't fuck my bag just doing heaps of those things. <laughs> and that's still yeah, a I've major got, company. More than you. It is. It, it is. Probably it'll come back again, and we'll see. But. Yeah. Again, they promised all this metaverse stuff, right? They promised I know. all this stuff. Everybody and, did. That was the, all the buzzword. Yeah. You got, whoever, like the all the the people had, like consultants. They were like, "You just we're going to say we're doing a game, and we're going to have a metaverse, mm. and it's interoperable, and we're going to be buying sandbox land." Nobody cares about sandbox. Then, I haven't heard about sandbox in six months. Oh yeah, remember that? I stayed up so many nights trying to I buy know. land, and you you guys got some, and I keep kept failing Australian bandwidth and stuff. Yeah, and then they delight, diluted the supply, right? With that second cartoon drug thingy, whatever it is. Like, yeah. So, anyhow, there was a lot of opportunities, and some <laughs> some we got, some we didn't. <laughs> it's all right, brother. You get over it. A lot of FOMO, isn't there? That's a speaking someone speaking to someone earlier on, and it's a lot of people get disappointed because they did miss stuff. Because you see every week this crazy stuff that gets minting, you miss out on it, um, and you can get just distracted trying to be. Uh, you know, a trader when you're not, as I said, a lot of people just try and build stuff. Don't just, you know, some people are really good at trading, Mike, et cetera, but most, most aren't. So, yeah, I've taken it really slow. I've been very cautious. I haven't really been wanting to spend ETH for the most part. So I, I, I would like to get a little more aggressive. Yeah, you're, you're right. It's, it's a tough game. It's, it's easy. It's, it's very easy to lose money. Very easy to lose money. Absolutely. Especially in a market like this. That's good stuff. Let's go over a couple pieces of news before we wrap it up. This was a nice long one. I've had so much fun chatting. Yeah. A lot of good okay. laughs, reminiscing. We haven't done any news, but OSF and Mando, you talked about OSF a little earlier. You probably, mm. you guys probably saw they sold 71 apes. They Very brought good. in 9 million bucks. Um, wow. It was actually, honestly, a pretty brilliant move because they used the blur mm. system. They took advantage of the liquidity that was there. All of them went to Machi Big Brother, who's a mm. very who's a very controversial figure he in the space, well, to yeah. say the least. And then and he goes, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And Machi went and made a huge dump like two days later. He sold 90 apes for 5,700 ETH, 191 uh, mutants for 3,000 ETH, 112 Azukis, and 308 other deeds. He sold all of those in the span of like 48 the, hours. What's the total market cap on that alone? Like millions That's and millions. Too much. 10,500 <laughs> 10, ETH. Wow. Equals $16.8 million. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Just talking about trading. There you go. I know. That's a trade. I mean, he's playing by the rules. Like, it's, it's crazy how many apes he had. He had like 150 apes after he bought the 71. And, mm. uh, it's kind of weird with the apes. Like, so you have like five percent of them are are stolen. Three mm. percent of them are with Machi Big Brother, who nobody likes. Like, it's kind of a weird dynamic. I wonder what happens mm. in like ten years. I've said this before, but like when like fifteen percent or twenty percent of them are stolen, you know, it's like it's well, kind of weird. I've been saying this for a while. Like the flagged ones on OpenSea, I was like, there's definitely opportunities there because. OpenSea is just flagging them because someone reports it, but it's already sold right. four or five times. And I've heard now that they've really started to 
full back. They're not removing the flags, but they're not flagging stuff as much. Yeah, they got a lot some, of flack for that. Yeah. yeah, I was like, there was definitely, if you, again, if you had the East, there was board apes, so there was a lot of big collections that flag that were like cheap as chips. There was one, uh, there was one Clone X I remember seeing, which was really rare, and it was like floor because it was flagged. Mm. And I was yeah. like, yeah. they said that's going to be there. So. Um, I'm, I, as I haven't been trading, I've tried to stop degening. I wasn't following the blur stuff. Um, you know, as, as, as much as probably others, um, I saw everyone getting their blur tokens. And now that there's a lot more blur tokens available for the next, um, release, listen, yeah, some people are going to play that trading game and be in there. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of people with bots that are doing it. They're buying and selling and totally. it's affected the floor prices and, you saw those blue chips or those medium tier chips come down and then go back up again. Yeah. yeah when he when he made that dump, they crashed. Everything crashed. Apes went as mm. low as 59 ETH. They're back up to like 74 oh. now. Yeah. And that uh, to me, again, if you have the ETH, those dips are they're such a no-brainer. Like because it was know. the Bendale one, right? Last few months ago as well, where it yeah. dropped massively. And it's like nothing's changed with the project. It's just crazy tokenomics or trading right, right but the project right. hasn't done anything wrong so if you're getting something 20 30 percent off like it just is a, it's a cigar butt mentality right with warren buffett like yeah but you have to obviously have that 59 ETH or whatever it is to to be able to, to get in there mm. in the first place so hopefully i guess in terms of royalties listen i've always said and i never understood why until very recently why and i thought royalties were built into nfts i know yep they are. There's a protocol, ERC4229 or something like that. There is an on-chain um, royalty system in there. But the number one marketplace, OpenSea, chose to ignore it all those years ago because they wanted to have control, obviously, of their own royalties and things. So they chose to ignore it. Um, and that's basically been the reason why this hasn't happened, because I always thought it was in there, right? An artist sells a piece of artwork, and they should be able to get the royalties in perpetuity but OpenSea ignored that protocol um and built their own and that's why you have to allow OpenSea to to you know set approval for all your nfts and stuff like that because they control yeah. that and they basically take the money first and then they give it to you and like you have to wait a week or two um and i only re- really re- recently found that out is there's always been a protocol OpenSea just chose to ignore it whereas um super rare um rareable all the others enforce it so it's actually this whole problem has been just open sea. Um, and then obviously all this black and forth between blur and open sea. I know where it's at, at the moment, but listen, I think most people agree royalty should be there. Maybe it shouldn't be seven percent, eight percent, ten percent. Right. But hey, give, give people two percent, five percent, whatever. You know, I'm all yeah. for that, especially artists. So yeah, no, I mean I'm a definitely a huge proponent of royalties and I, I try and think of the nuances and i look at all the different like and like sides of it obviously for the artists a lot of artists were sold on nfts for the royalties that's right um, i th- i think it's really important for like if you have an artist that passes away for their family to to get that stuff i think that that stuff is really important i can imagine if you're dumping out of a project because the founder just said i'm leaving and you want to sell it like nobody really wants to pay royalties on that <laughs> i kind of mm. Like, there's got to be some kind of nuance there, I think. Like, but the fact is, they bought it knowing the royalties. Yeah, no, and there's royalties. Like, yeah, no doubt. I haven't skirted royalties at all. I sell my stuff on OpenSea. Like, I let it I let mm. it be the way it is. I pay the royalties. I, I know I pay a little more, probably. They're, like, I sometimes I think, like, what if, like, 
there was some kind of like system where if you're losing money on it, maybe you don't pay or if you're, I don't know. That's like, what people have. Yeah. Because yeah. people are going to be accountable, man. When you buy it, you, you pay what the deal is. Yeah, I hear it. that. End of story. I hear that. Yeah. Accountability is definitely one part of it. Um, uh, but even if something medic- changes with the company, like what if like, if like literally like these frenzies that the ah, fuck you yeah, guys okay. were out, you know, like, so, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to sell my frenzies. I'm going to give mm-hmm. them 8% of my sale. Like, <laughs> that kind of yeah. feels like shit. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. I've, that's, heard, that's, I've heard the whole, Hey, if it's, because one thing they shouldn't be called royalties, right? They're not royalties. They're commission. They're a, sa- a sure. commission on the sale. Royalty is for use. Blair made that point. Um, oh, wow. But yeah, like um, I think potentially, yeah, like if you're making a profit, fine. But if you're selling for a loss, maybe it doesn't kick in. I don't know. We'll let the smarter people work that out, I guess. So Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm. What happened with um, with Frenzies? Yeah, so you remember that project came out about a year ago and they did like a three ETH Dutch auction. There was so much fun, but then there was a bunch of the influencers were like, oh, no, these guys are good dudes, real world artists, blah, blah, blah. They put it out. It just didn't do well. It didn't take the the community and really like it. And then about a week ago, they put out a tweet and they're just like, yeah, we're stopping. And I think they even deleted their Twitter. They're like, we're just, it's not the right time. Like, we're still going to hopefully resurrect it one day, but. Just, you're gonna see it more and more right these yeah. projects from 2021 like a lot of them, yeah they ran out of money yeah there's nothing you mm. can, there's nothing they can do they're trying you're gonna see yeah. consolidation you're gonna see projects yeah. being bought up um that's for sure, that's for sure. Yeah. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah man there's one matter. there's one there's one you're gonna hear about that did a collab with a massive web2 brand that is essentially stripping oh, yeah. back all operations real soon oh wow it's mm. just happening everywhere man yeah yeah whether it's you know was planned, whether it's just the market, whether it's a slow rug. Yeah. Like I think people use the word right. rug way too much. Like a lot of these were artists that try to do something, and, and now they just want to be artists. And yeah, you know, yeah, don't stop giving them shit because they haven't been able to build an empire like Yuga Labs. Exactly, you know? exactly. You bought yeah, their you sure. bought their artwork, and that artist in two years time, in five years time, could become the next people, and you have a ticket, right? You have a token access to yeah. them. So and companies fail too. Like if people haven't intended and, for it to go bad, then it's right. the failed company. It's not right. Yeah. And when people were dropping these projects in 2021, nobody really had like it, nobody was thinking I'm starting this company for the rest of my life and I'm gonna have all these people that are investors. <laughs> like it just it was like such like people were just rushing to market, you know, and they were putting interesting stuff together. And and then like what happens is you know you bring in. 1 million, 2 million, 3 million dollars on a sellout at the time which a lot of these projects did. Everybody yeah. got paid and there wasn't really any money and like mm. the hard work starts after the mint. So it, it was it was really difficult for a lot of these projects to take all this money and pay everybody out and then figure out how to build something. Yeah, and I think we're seeing it slightly change now, right? With free mints or open edition or low cost right. mints. Yeah, and then it's like okay, people haven't they haven't paid thousands of dollars and they're not banging the table for returns to it because I'm in tech and like we give say super plastic and stuff a bit of shit, but it, tech is hard. It is hard to build stuff out. It does take a long time, and as we know in the NFT space, a month is like ten years, right, in the real world. Yeah. And and most even like we build websites in our in real life agency, simple websites can take six months at times, you know, because there's corporate involved and you know all the rest and so it's it's can be really tough in this nft land because if you don't deliver something bang within days yep. people are footing and then it's just 
in the there's Discord. They're on to the next thing, right? There's a new project yeah. coming. Yeah. Yep. Just gonna do exactly. Tim Ferriss and just say, "Hey, I might, I might be gone tomorrow." <laughs> Why this you're is fun. I'm out. Yeah, that's what he said, right? He's like, "If I don't find this fun, I'm not going to pursue it." That, that was in his terms and conditions um, for Cock Punch, wasn't it? So very nice. Yeah, it's it's a crazy space, and we've been in it for two years now. We'll be interested to see what happened. What what will it be like in two yeah. years' time? And here, it feels right? like we've been doing it our whole life, right? Two years. <laughs> That's so true, man. <laughs> Two uh, years. It's, it's a, yeah. yeah. It's just, I, you know, we're, it takes up so much of your brain power, right? Because at times you, yeah. And I, I keep saying it, like, I'll get so disillusioned sometimes by seeing the scams or seeing another rug pull or whatever it is. And then something will happen where I'm just straight back in again, right? A new a new meta or a new project or someone like Richard just coming back to me or obviously checks, like it just reignites that fire in me. So, yes. Um, but I do think we'll see a lot more innovation coming in the next year, year or so. And layer twos coin, that Coinbase for layer two news is huge. People, I don't think have realized that Coinbase have 110 million users and they've chosen, unlike Binance, they've chosen Ethereum layer two to have their, their coin on it. That's massive. You know, if they can onboard 10% of that, 5% of their audience, that's got huge implications for, for Ethereum for layer two, and which then rolls up to layer one. So I, I'm definitely an ETH maxi. Uh, I just I just see ETH just continue to grow over the years, and, yep. and it's just so super exciting. Love it. Love it. The only other thing we have on here, and we don't need to go too crazy into it, but I, I love the the drama on Twitter spaces and, and NFTs. And Ryan Carson is now leaving Web3. Crazy. A large fall yeah. from grace. He wow. was like, Yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously, people didn't love how we like how we left the moonbirds, but then he started daily dose, and that like mm. he he made a brilliant move with those PO apps. That was really mm. a good idea. Mm. And he was one of the first people to do that and start handing them out. And he was having 2,500 people a day in there. One bad tweet starting this new fund. And yeah. it just yeah. crumbled. It's crumbled him. Uh, he couldn't, he, yeah, he couldn't take it. Everyone the fund. turned on him. Yeah, everyone turned yeah. on him. He They stopped doing the PO apps. It went down to about 800 people per day. It's a double-edged sword because I listened on Friday to his last show. Like mm. whatever you think about him, like I definitely have my opinions on him. I he's he's basically a politician. I look at him like a politician. Mm. He is a, a super smooth talker and can talk his way out of anything. And I guess he's been successful doing what he does. But the people there were really nice, and they they all built themselves this nice community. And like I feel bad for those people, but he definitely. So what's his um? What's his reason for leaving? He's just burnt out. He's just. You know, yeah, I just think like his fund wasn't going to go. I don't think there's really a good reason. I think that okay. he, it's can't take the heat get out of the kitchen kind of thing. Because mm. like Farouk gets that much shit all the time. Like people are yeah. smashing him every day, you know, and like mm. he's still going. Probably uh, realized he wasn't going to raise the money he needs. And that's just- exactly right. But that, that's a shame. So like you're just going to run away, like, you know, mm. go make money somewhere else. Like, I don't know. Yeah. He's, he's he said some things. Yeah. He said some things that I didn't really find super genuine. Like he was talking mm. about why he left Moomers. He just goes, yeah, I thought it'd be fun to start a fund. And mm. I, I said, this, I was like, what's fun about that? Like, 
investing other people's money and like it's trying, not fun in the words, but that's yeah, about it. <laughs> that, yeah, it doesn't sound like fun at all to me. Like no. I hate when people ask me what they should buy. Like it's the worst. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, like I yeah, I from what I heard, yeah, I think you saying he's a politician comes across like he speaks really well. Yeah. I I totally ignored proof because I'd listened to the Kevin Rose podcast when he spoke about it. And I was like, I'm going to get that. And then I had to go home to Ireland for unfortunate reasons. So I couldn't mint it. Had the oh, ready. really? That you was, were ready to mint that, proof pass? Yeah, oh, yeah. I knew it. I knew about it. And then our yeah. friend Greg, he got one. He could have got two, actually. Um, yeah. So since the, you know, when you don't mint, you sort of just ignore it. But uh-huh. yeah, like, You're like, oh, I missed it. I'll go on to something else. Yeah, it. I know. And, I know. Then it went and, went. and then Ryan, yeah, I just sort of, but I still heard him. I said the daily dose and stuff, but. I think he just he made a few mistakes, right? And just he did. It's he the did. relationship stuff again. He burnt those relationships with Zeneca and those others who had just supposedly had conversations, and then he's out there saying yeah. that they bought in for this and that. You can't burn those bridges, right? So yeah, Zeneca was actually in his Twitter space on Friday. Ryan is mm-hmm. like kind of hopefully pa- he's hoping to pass his community. Zenek is doing a daily show now on Twitter okay, spaces. Yeah. Zen Daily. Mm-hmm. So like Ryan, they they like. Yeah work together to try and okay. bridge that yeah. you know but he did yeah, burn, he did burn a lot of relationships mm. there yeah yeah Seneca's a great operator he's Aussie yeah, a lot of people yeah he seems like probably it. not yeah. the letter room oh no okay um him and Vulture are Aussies like as we said here on this we've had above our average I think in terms of us being down here and um and that's yeah. why we we want to do NFC Melbourne bring bring people together and the Medici and Maddie being massive fan. I think you're a key holder as well. Um, yeah, I have, I have all the guys, I have all four of them. Yeah, four they of can them, pull yeah. off this game. They're trying to build a game, which is notoriously hard. hard. Ganymede, like right? Yeah. New Ganymede, yeah. If they yeah. can pull that off, it'd be fascinating. Um, yeah. yeah, Zeneca's a good dude, I think. It sounds like so. Yeah, yeah, I like Zeneca. Cool. Well, how much fun was that? So I want to, I always give the guests a chance to shout out any kind of artists or maybe creators in the space that they really like. And I put you on the spot. I didn't tell you before that I was going to ask you that. So you, uh, if you have any, do you guys have anybody you want to shout out any artists you really like, you think need some light? I don't think he needs any light, but giant Swan is one of the most genuinely amazing humans you'll ever meet in your life. Giant um, Swan. He's got yeah. some of the biggest collectors in the space been collecting his stuff for three four years so I'm he doesn't need he doesn't need any more love but i mean the man is just oh. the most genuine person oh, wow. that yeah. i've ever met I went into so. his, yeah i went into his studio mike and and so he he sculpts in in this vr environment he puts a vr headset on and he literally sculpts these incredible creations in I vr and, um but then he'll print them out and he, he sort of brings them into post-production and the prints you see the print out in real life they're stunning but yeah like jimmy's buying up all this jimmy.eats buying up all this stuff he's just okay. and then when you have the headset and you put it on these sculptures come to life so like the butterflies will fly around you yeah he's got sounds in there like it's not even it's like 40 it's yeah mm-hmm. he's um yeah, it's a great call, Theo. He's, I think he, he he will just grow and grow in popularity, and especially when we all end up having more VR headsets and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, we're super honored to have him as part of our of our cool. conference festival. And yeah, we've got something special planned if we can pull it off from a tech perspective. 
Um, Love that. That's a good. That's a good shout out. Giant Swan's cool. new to me. I heard you mention him earlier, Theo. Uh, that is new to me though. That's cool. But I am following yeah, him somehow. Yeah. There you go. Probably yeah. I've I've, I've tweeted him at a fair bit and, and all the rest. Okay. So maybe true that. And then yeah, just yeah. I think I'm excited for you know all of us actually on the call what we can do ourselves like NFT catcher. Obviously, Mike and I started that. Theo with NFT Melbourne and Lucky World, and yeah, I'm sure maybe the three of us will collab on sending down the track because um, yeah. yeah, NFT Catcher, you've done an amazing job, you and Andy and, and Jenny, obviously with the podcast and the the calendar website is, you know, it might have a, a second second coming. We'll see. Um, it's hmm. not as popular, but I think we'll we'll definitely have other things coming down the pipe. So yeah. be fun to do some more stuff there. Amazing. Well, what a pleasure, guys. Pleasure's mine, brother. I appreciate your time, man. Appreciate all the work you're doing, Web3 too, man. You're Ah. doing a good job. Same same to you. Same to you. This was really good. This was interesting, funny, good trip down memory lane. What episode are you on now, Mike? This is 126. Wow. There we go. No, honestly, like you guys have put huge effort in and yeah i can't you know, believe it. it's, it's crazy it. saying that number that is a lot of episodes oh, like, and you're really yeah. good at it dude like you're you're not a lot of you you come across really well and um theo's got his off the chain he's doing yeah. um not live interviews the all right but it'll all be just yeah sort of we're rebranding I, I saw that uh there's uh a comp uh, a, a one another pot out with the same name and actually had Gary V on the show. So I'm gonna have to uh, I'm gonna have to go and change gonna have to go and change my brand. Branding, I, think, yeah. I love the name and the video is great. Yeah, but, well so yeah, you, guys else, are, so. <laughs> you guys are putting in a lot of work with the content. It's really Thanks, hard. Brother. Um, oh, I appreciate constantly that. Constantly do it and um yeah pass on our love to Jenny and um yeah yeah keep doing what you're doing yeah jenny jenny will be back andy and i had a had a good call with her i'm not going to spoil anything but we had a good call with her uh the other night we had a really good call so we're uh, speaking of vacon huh yeah she's uh she did last year too uh it's it's awesome like they they fly all the speakers they fly them in first class put them up in a hotel Mm. like they do it Right. Yeah. I know. You guys got to learn a thing or two. Like I was waiting for my, we do. my yeah, we're gonna raise, plane ticket. We're going to raise 150 was, million first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Flights are a lot for, more expensive than you. I was waiting for my business class, Miami to Melbourne, but I guess it didn't come <laughs> it's in. Coming, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming. Good. Do another, okay. Yeah. Another good, version good, good. of yeah, check. Yeah, I'm going to do another. I'm going to run to my 3 p.m. I'm 10 minutes late. Do your thing, Theo. What a pleasure. Peace, man. And Mark, thank you so much. This was awesome. Oh, good. Hopefully, we'll do it again. And I know you guys are going to crush the festival. And uh, we'll definitely be talking soon. But everybody, thank you so much for listening. Another episode of NFT Catcher Podcast in the books. We will see you soon. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to the NFT Catcher Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned something new about the exciting world of NFTs. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you really love what you're hearing, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite platform. If you want to stay up to date with the latest news and insights from the NFT space, be sure to follow us on all the socials at NFT Catcher Pod. You can follow Jennifer at Jennifer underscore pseudo and Michael at NFTicket. I'm your producer, Andy, and I'm at AJC254. Our theme songs by It's Just Los. 
We always appreciate your feedback and support, which helps us reach more people and bring you informative and engaging content about NFTs. We look forward to bringing you more great NFT content in future episodes. Thanks for listening. Peace.